The Panthers have everything in front of them to go 4-0 for the first time since 2000. While NC State may seem like an easy opponent on paper, the Panthers need to attack the Wolfpack's 3-3-5 defense better than they did against Syracuse. We preview this matchup and more on this week's Hail to Pit podcast. This is the week of October 3rd, 2020, and this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan Tazinski, also known as Taz to some. I'm Vince. And I'm Pam. And I'm hyped because we are undefeated. Let me do that in a way that they would do that on the Bravo channel because that's what I was watching right before we started this show. We are undefeated. Undefeated. Big news. Big 23-20 victory over Loserville. Louisville Cardinals going down to some sacks on sacks on sacks. And Alex Kessman is back after being ranked 21 by the AP, though, last week. Pitt's not ranked 24th. What up with that? We can't focus on the polls, though. We got business to take care of this week. North Carolina State coming to town. Big noon kickoff. Don't turn your back on the Wolf Pack, Vince, or you might wind up in a body bag. Yeah, definitely don't want to do that. Uh, if you do, it's not going to just sting for life. It's going to be forever. And the Panthers, uh, an impressive win, a close win, but an impressive win nonetheless against Louisville, as you said, Alan. And... All this time you've been talking to me about how you can't just get hyped. You got to stay hyped. Uh, I'm starting to learn that uh, because it, it's hard to like to get up and get hyped. That's why you always got to stay hyped. It's it's just a chore. Why give yourself another chore when it's so much more efficient to stay hyped the entire season? And when you're 3-0, and it's that much easier, Pam. Life is good right now, as good as it could get in 2020, I'd have to say. Oh, yeah, it's good to uh, be a fan of the Panthers, uh, 3-0, headed into a absolutely winnable game. And I know tons of Pitt fans are dreading this because this is a absolutely winnable game. And let the skeptics begin, even though we need good news and we need positivity in the year 2020. Hey, 2020's given us a lot of bogus stuff. But one thing I'm noticing is that you're, everyone's beating the teams they should beat in 2020, as of now. And that's what Pitt has in front of them, a team they should beat. And we're going to break it all down this week on the Hell to Pitt podcast, baby. We are at H2P Show on Twitter if you'd like to interact with us, if you want to stay hype with us, if you want to H2P us on social media, you do it on Twitter, at H2P Show. The, and then the email, if you want to write a long-form message to us, hail the number two, pitpodcast at gmail.com we appreciate all the feedback on those platforms on panther lair on reddit we're having a blast we were i I watched the game with vince and pam over the weekend socially distanced in the backyard and we were reading the social media during the game laughing it up people enjoying that tight ends actually caught a ball it was a good time and we appreciate all the social media love this show is brought to you by pretty easy podcasts you can get your own podcast started today have your own personal producer helping guide you towards part podcast superstardom like us all you have to do is go to pretty easy podcasts.com pam that louisville game was pretty close for comfort uh we we, we saw the defense show up big. Malik Cunningham got hurt at the end. It ended kind of on a sour note. So this is today actually is the first real day I'm celebrating the victory because we all obviously were worried for him at the end of that one. 
Yeah, it was a, a tough play. He looked like he was out cold and just unsure about his health. But um, I think the early reports indicate that he's doing okay, correct? Yep. 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 Um, so now we, we got those reports and uh, we can celebrate a little bit here. But, I mean, I think the story of the game is the defense. I, they held Louisville to under 200 yards. And I think most importantly, they got off the field after third down. They were one they held them to one out of 11 on third down conversions. I think that the one out of 11 is the key right there. Yep. One out of 11 on third downs, three interceptions, uh, getting off the field. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Uh, How many times have we seen, you know, pit defenses over, you know, God knows how long. uh, If you want to talk about recent history against teams like North Carolina, where, you know, you know, they'll hold them third and 10, third and 15. And then it's just, one pass right over the middle, and it's a first down. You got to do it all over again. Uh, that that's to me is what has just been so impressive uh, from this unit uh, over these first three games. Now, I said before this game, I was very worried about the deep ball and the speed of the receivers for Louisville. Malik Cunningham's, uh, I think, he has a good arm, but was this game and their inability to hit deep because Pitt was just getting after him and covering well, or was he just having? a rough game himself, Malik Cunningham, because I want to be really hyped for what the defense did in this one, but I can't help but think he kind of struggled himself, maybe with the expectations going into that game after they suffered a bad loss to Miami. Or did Pitt just absolutely shut him down, Vince? Which was it? Well, I mean, it's. I think that there was a lot of a lot of pressure put, put on the, this guy uh, because, you know, you know, Pitt had, you know, seven sacks. Uh, you saw even on, you know, plays where they got good pressure and, and he was able to deliver a ball still, you know, he, he, he did miss the mark on a couple long, mm-hmm. th- long throws. I mean, it's not like he's, it's not like they had Johnny Unitas back there, No, but uh, you know, I, I think it was, was, you know, a fair amount of just really good, really good defense. And I think, you know, uh, a player like this where, you know, Pitt really forced them to make a lot of throws and uh, a lot of quick throws, you know, he isn't the kind of guy that's going to be able to beat this defense. And the one big pass he had was a blown coverage, like completely yeah. blown. So uh, I th- oh, besides that, the DBs, I thought, played well. And then they got to get the defensive line just totally stepped up to the task. And living it up to it and diving into my Phil Steele magazine uh, more and more lately, Pam, I noticed that Pitt, this is pre-Twyman, was ranked number two according to that prestigious uh, publication. And uh, it, the best, second best defensive line unit in the entire country behind Clemson, totally living up to it even without Jalen Twyman. My goodness, can't see coming up, stepping up huge. And of course, Jones and Weaver dominating against Louisville. Yeah, we uh, Rashad Weaver uh, missed that first game, but we're able to see what um, he would have been able to provide for this already strong pit defense last year um, in the in these past two past two games here. But I think Patrick Jones has been emerging even last year. He got the reps and he yeah. was able to be a star in that defensive line. So I think, yeah, absolutely. Pitt probably does have I think Pitt does have the second best defensive line in the ACC. Maybe even the best by the time it's all said and done. We'll see. Uh, Patrick Patrick Forty, yeah. uh, a collegiate writer that you're a big fan of, Pam, uh, he had an article his 40-yard dash on SI.com, and he listed Rashad Weaver as part, possibly a, a dark horse for the Heisman Trophy. He, yeah. He's that high on him. Take that, uh, Kenny and, Pickett. Yeah, and, and yes, that's three and a half sacks on the on the season for Weaver. Uh, it, but it, it's just all across the board. Uh, we talked about last week uh, Keyshawn Camp, how he needed to have a big game, you know, pushing the pocket. In the inside, he didn't he show up the on the tone. stat sheet at all. He set the tone he though early. Exactly, he didn't show up on the stat sheet at all. But his presence was felt uh, every play that he was in there. Uh, just, just very impressive, and you know, just all around. It, this is a quarterback uh, in Cunningham. You know, he didn't rip off any big runs either. You know, when they got to him, you know, more often than not, they brought him to the ground, and that is just absolutely critical. We're not killed on the ground whatsoever. But can I be the uh, Debbie Downer 
Yeah, uh, go ahead. Hawkins had a 75-yard run, and that was on the ground. They they got killed on that play. There was two big miscues, that 75-yard run on Hawkins and a blown coverage on a 20-yard pass to Tutu, which that wasn't terrible, but that Hawkins run was not yeah. good. Alan, could you break down uh, you know, X's and O's, Y's, what happened on that play? So on that on that play, uh, the pit was up uh, going into that that drive, and I think the confidence uh, started creeping in a little too early in this game. So what we had was uh, a missed assignment. I think we were supposed to see a stunt on this play. Nobody stunted. There was, and then there was only one person out there because linebackers filled filled a gap. A defensive lineman was in the wrong gap. Paris Ford's out on an island. He misses the tackle, and boom, he got a touchdown for a long run. And I think that was just maybe the the early lead getting to the defense's head a little bit. So that was a wake-up call, that play. It, it may have been. And still at the end of the day, though, Pam, only two like really bad plays, I would say, that the, the defense had two plays that really hurt them. You know, if that's all you're having – uh, that's really not that bad. No, absolutely uh, not. Especially Just, against an offense that we kept hearing about that was going to, you know, light the world on fire against and us. And 200 of their those yards of the Louisville offense, 75 of them was on one play. Yeah. yeah. Which is – and then if you take that uh, blown coverage – pass out a hundred yards other than that yeah and which and, i mean i'm i'm not i'm not being the debbie downer i just think we needed to it, talk about that hawkins oh, sure. run and, and the blown coverage uh, uh that tutu atwell you know um benefited from that was immediately after that uh fumble from kenny pickett uh that was reviewed and and ruled a fumble uh and gave louisville some great field position um, so maybe, you know, if it, if it wasn't for that, if they didn't have that, that, uh, that great field position, you make Louisville drive, you know, the full length of the field, maybe that doesn't happen. Yeah. So there are definitely things to clean up for Pitt, uh, in, you know, stemming from this game and uh, we appreciate, I don't want to call it Debbie Downerism there, Pam, it's just reality. It wasn't a perfect yeah. game. It wasn't a perfect game for anybody except Alex Kessman. Alex Kessman showed up big because there are people saying maybe they should bench him, bring a walk on from intramurals. He went out there and just was just fantastic, kicking all over the place in the toughest place to kick in all of football, no matter what level you're talking about. He went out. What a bounce back game. Give him an award. Did he at least win some sort of ACC special team or award? He I did. would hope so. Good. Yeah, he did. He deserves it. Yeah, he... So did uh, Patrick Jones as defense alignment of the week. So, he, Well, he deserves it. He deserves it. Uh, Vincent Davis, uh, I, I want we should get him some sort of award. Uh, the award for not doing a whole lot, but not doing, not doing a little and standing out and being reliable, but still not being a – I can't – just being a very medium kind of player, but just – Level, I, I've, I'm comfortable with Vincent Davis. I think I've realized, but he's not doing anything huge. He's not busting out big runs or big catches, but he's being reliable and and good enough. And I think maybe biding time for that big Abanaconda breakout game, Vince. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, well, I guess we should discuss that. You know, uh, Israel Abanaconda, the last style bender. I, th- I thought he had a nice game. Uh, didn't get. A ton of snaps, didn't get a ton of reps, but certainly making the most of it whenever he does get in there. He does look the most impressive, you know, physically. And and we were saying that about Vincent Davis last year, about how he looked the most impressive. Uh, and it was just going to be a matter of time before he asserted himself. Uh, and Coach kind of said, you know, leading into the game last week that uh, Abanaconda needed to have uh, a better practice, a better week of practice. And it looks like he did. It looks like he's getting better and better. I like that these two young guys are really taking control of the back, or at least stepping up, because uh, I think they definitely have the most potential. Uh, a disappointed Daniel Carter, uh, still injured uh, and couldn't get in the game. He's another young guy that yeah, just it has been very impressive in the running game. And I'm hoping that you know, the more reps we get, the better these guys are going to see the holes and hit them, and hopefully our running game is going to improve because we still need to run the ball better. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Still need to do that. But it wasn't a bond to con- a, a, 
Israel Abadakanda still towards the bottom of the depth chart in the running backs with the uh, new but we I all don't, said I don't even think Coach Narduzzi makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he doesn't know he I'd like to see some more Todd Sibley in certain situations as well. He's a guy that I like because he falls forward when he runs. Yeah. So I, I think in certain situations he's still an option. Yeah, I mean they got they have short yardage guys. I it's just their short yardage calls too are really interesting and and very. I get worried and I, I feel like they had a lot of them in that game too. Um, and Sibley really hasn't been a, a, a tried. I feel like in a crucial sh- short yardage, and I think Daniel Carter would probably get that that call before him even. But we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I what, agree. And not having tight ends also hurts in those scenarios. And they had two of them out over the weekend, Vince, and one of them still out. One of them. They, they took his number and gave it to another guy. How's that even work? What's up with Lucas Kroll? Yeah, that's not a good sign. Uh, you know, it sounds like he was he was on crutches uh, for, for this ball game. Who, who knows how long uh, he could be out. A lot of rumors swirling there. Kai Wright also out saying, you know, you're down to your, you know, you know third and, and fourth tight ends. In fact, I was just watching the rewatching the tape of this game. Uh, there were some plays where uh, Jared Wayne, was lining up as like an inline uh, tight end position almost next to the tackle. Uh, so I, I think they're getting a little creative here uh, on short notice with this small room. But uh, Moraga, uh, he did catch a pass, a tight end catching a pass. Uh, I think that's very important going forward, uh, especially with your top two guys out. I don't think there's going to be very many t- tight end targets at all, if any, uh, going forward. Caught a pass for a first down to Moraga uh, in that game. And that was just oh, chef's kiss. Mwah! Beautiful to see for once in a Pitt Panther uniform. Um, but that is one to monitor that Kroll situation for sure. Cause now DJ yeah. Turner is wearing the seven and I don't know what that means. Uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that because he's listed day to day, according to the latest uh, Narduzzi uh, press conference said he's day to day. And this and this is something that's bothering me a little bit because we we said you know this is going to be a guy that's going to make these tough catches for them, you know. And early in this game, that there were several times, particularly in the red zone or or you know on on the Louisville side of the field, where you know it was third and medium, and instead of going to a Jordan Addison or a DJ Turner or or even a Taysier Mack, you know they attempted these screen passes. Which and and they were very telegraphed and they they didn't go anywhere, Pam. And you got to think, you know, shouldn't these be the kind of passes that are going to these guys, or were maybe they concerned that you know they don't have Lucas Kroll out there that they don't want to attempt anything like that. I mean, later in the game, I think it changed a little bit, but I, I wanted to see a little bit more aggressiveness on on third down, especially with with all these receivers that I think have been very impressive. Yeah, along the same lines, I don't think they're attacking the middle of the field too well, and maybe it's because of the absence of the tight end. I don't know. I'd like to see them attack up the middle, especially on these third down plays a little bit. I mean, this receiver core has proved nothing but exceeded expectations so far. I mean, Turner seems to be catching everything very well. Addison can break off and make some big plays. He's an excellent player. How the hell did he catch that one pass, Pam? How did he catch? How did explain to me still? How did he catch that pass? I don't even know how that happened, Jordan Addison. He's breaking out to be a superstar, possibly. Yeah, and I think you have these great receivers. Why are you settling for these short screen passes? Is does it go back? I feel like we talked about this last year. Does it go back to lack of confidence in the offensive line, or is it Whipple's scheme? Oh man, and Bills. then uh, and then imagine though what what's going to happen if it is lack of confidence in the offensive line. Gabe Hoy gets injured in this game too. We'll see how this all plays out, but the game plan will be something to really watch against NC State, and that might be telling Pam. You might get your answer actually uh, when it comes to the offensive line and and what they're trying to disguise or or what kind of weaknesses maybe they're trying to work around in that regard. We'll see. Uh-huh. I think we're going to find that out right uh-huh. away. I, I will say, you know, Gabe Hoy uh, getting hurt, um, and and Pam will attest to this. He he needs he needs more padding protection on his arms. 
Uh, he, he's just wearing rags out there, which is. I still don't understand. This is something we needed to bring up last week. He's wearing like old cut up T-shirts wrapped around his arms, tied. Yeah. So maybe it's I'm, like a maybe it's like a luck a lucky rag he wears around. Maybe it's like his maybe. his nana's uh, old pajamas that he's wrapping around his arms or something. <laughs> or maybe his grandma's babushka. He yeah. yeah. Well, well. Anyway, uh, you know, hopefully he he could come back and play. Uh, this week, but if not, Carson Van Lynn, who uh, filled in for the most part over the weekend, I thought he did pretty good. Um, you know, was the offensive line perfect? You know, this year in, or, or this past game? No, but I thought that they were more than adequate. Uh, they're going to need to do better. Uh, you know, both run blocking and pass blocking. Whenever they start to play some of these better defenses, but you know, I, I don't think it was a weakness, and, and specifically a right tackle. I don't think Carson Van Lynn was a weakness at all this is a kid that's been you know kind of waiting in the wings for a while and now now it's his opportunity so the panthers get the win and they fall in the ranking somehow to 24th we'll get to that in a bit but first in the acc in yards per game on defense 17 total sacks for the unit best in all of college football and the only bummer I think that comes from the Louisville game is that they won in those uniforms, so we're probably going to have to see them again, Pam, which I don't think I want. But whatever, as long as they're winning in them. It, you didn't like them because you're colorblind and that, you can't see, see this very is, well what th- colors they were. I love them, but they're like a once a year, once every few years type oh, of thing. Oh, I don't think they're going to be wearing them very often. No, me uh, neither. Uh, yeah. At all. This was very deceptive because the Twitter videos were a lot darker and, and, and it made it seem like these were going to be a lot uh, a, a lot different than, I don't know, just looking like Seattle Seahawks ripoff jerseys, quite frankly. I, I don't. I, you're I don't, the only one that thinks that. Yeah, right. they, they were exactly what I suspected. Uh, I thought they looked good. The only thing I would change is it, they had the dark names on the back. I don't think that was necessary. And they had the dark numbers on the shoulder pads. I don't think they needed that. But other than that, I thought they were great. The Steel Panthers did it. So that's what—that's all I care about. Where they could wear, everyone could just wear rags like Gabe Hoy. And I, I as long as they win, I don't care. Uh, we'll still probably be in, in in some traditional uniforms this week against NC State. <laughs> and. Uh, I think that'll fare fare well as well because the NC State team coming in is a. Uh, it's not the, this NC State team that's got you know uh, Bradley Chubb out there destroying everybody, Vince. This is not uh, a Wolfpack team that I fear, except that I fear that they are you know coached well enough to upset a team like Pitt. But I definitely think Pitt should handle them. You would think so. Uh, this team in their first couple games, uh, they beat Wake Forest. 45 to 42 in a, in a highly promoted contest. Uh, I'll, I'll say that. Uh, but then last week, that was embarrassing against Virginia Tech, losing 45 to 24. Virginia Tech was down to the third string quarterback at, at one point, gave up over 300 yards on the ground. Uh, just this team just does not look very good. I will say that if there is, you know, one, uh, well, a couple areas, I think. Uh, at least on offense, uh, they have a nice, you know, running attack. I think their running backs have looked good. Two big guys, uh, six footers, uh, two hundred plus pounds. Ricky Person, Zonavan Knight, uh, he, he's two hundred twenty pounds. So bigger guys than Pitts face. So they're going to really be, you know, ready to strap it on and, and make some tackles against these guys. Uh, specifically, also because you know. NC State's quarterback situation has not looked good. We're not even quite sure who the starter is going to going to be. Either Bailey Hawkman or Devin Leary. Uh, they both those guys have, have not looked great so far. Uh, just, and I don't know if it's a lack of you know good receivers or, or what, but you know their their passing game has really struggled. And. The Panthers uh, facing a team that's going to be trying to run it down their throats maybe this week. Uh, you know, we don't want to see more of that Hawkins run, Pam. So this is uh, something that might be a matchup issue for the Pitt Panthers. They like getting after quarterbacks, but with NC State's strength being the run game, it's a different challenge this week than 
what they saw last week against Louisville for sure. And of course, with if you if you even count the Austin PA game, this is a lot different than last week for sure. Yeah, but I think this pit defense will be prepared. They need to be disciplined, and I'm interested to see if they like have more guys in on the rush to prevent them running through them and just leaving some of the the defensive backs like kind of by themselves in certain situations um, and bringing more linebackers. And it'll be interesting to see if they really sell out for the run and make these two one or two quarterbacks try and beat them without a threat of a main receiver as well. Well, that's, you know, that calls to mind, you know, Chase Pine, he's going to have to have a big game. Uh, Wendell Davis, you know, uh, appears to be out, appears like he's going to be out for a little while uh, at that middle linebacker position. Chase Pine played last week. He's got to have a big game this week because if, if NC State tries to run, you know, right at the heart of this defense, he's going to have to be the guy that's going to be be making the tackles. It's going to be very important for him. They got a big Canadian on their team that's been getting after quarterbacks too, and Daniel Joseph. So I would not put it uh, past NC State making Kenny Pickett's game at least to start hellish ish because of that awkward defense, Pam. You mentioned at the top of the show. Yeah, they play that three three five, which Syracuse played. I'm hoping this is something that Pitt can come out and attack right away since they saw it already against Syracuse. Maybe like we weren't super Syracuse. They did well, but I fe- we felt like they could have attacked a little better on offense and especially to start that game. So hopefully they can start out and attack right away since they've seen this defense. Obviously di- different personnel, but I think I think the second time seeing them might be a better option for this team. You had two points there that I really liked. You know, it's the second time seeing it. And, you know, this is probably a team that's going to be blitzing heavy at you and you're going to need to be able to pick up those blitzes. So the more familiar you are uh, with, with that scheme, the the better. And you talked about the personnel being different. You know, this is a team that's given up over 40, 45 points, over 40 points, both their games. So, that, that tells me right now this defense ain't that good. No, no so and Pitt, against Virginia Tech, who was on their second and, yeah. and third string quarterback, who's, you know, we were questioning how good they'd be, especially on the yeah. offensive side of the ball. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Sam Hartman down in Wake Forest, but that offense, you know, is not lighting the world on fire. And they left 42 points against them. Yeah, this is a downer, downer year for the NC State defense for sure. Uh, we'll see. At the whole school there, they've got like furloughs and pay cuts going on there. They're kind of like the ACC's wazoo because that's the same things are happening to them over in the Pac Pac twelve. So we're seeing a, a a NC State team really coming up against an undefeated Pitt team, and they're wounded. This is a team that I feel is ripe for the picking for the Pitt Panthers, Vince, and uh, I'm expecting big games from from. Obviously, the defensive line, but I, I'm expecting this to be a Paris Ford dominated game defensively. I think this is a, a this is one he'll have fun with, and then offensively, I'm hoping I'm hoping Kenny Pickett breaks out and starts competing with Rashad Weaver for that Heisman. That's this is a big <laughs> game for Kenny Pickett right here. Yeah, yeah, huge for his Heisman uh, hopes, and yeah. It- you would you think, throw six touchdowns in a game if you want to be in that conversation right now. Jesus, oh, that's, yeah, that's a different uh, that's a different situation going on down there. But I, I just want to see, you know, I want to see points put on the board. I don't care how they are. I, I want to see a good, balanced, aggressive attack. You know, when they when they run the ball, they got to run it effectively. You know, if they get in a third and long situation, a third and medium situation, I want them you know, go go for the first down, make a make a, a good throw because you got you got quality receivers from what I could see. So so go go and attack them. Uh, don't be afraid, especially with how good your defense is. You you don't need, you know if you if you give the ball back, uh, you know, on, on an aggressive play, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world because you got a great defense backing you up. This person, I think, is going to be coming. Uh... Coming hard for Pitt too, Ricky Person Jr. I'm expecting to see uh, be one of the more hype players on the field on Saturday, but it's it's going to be another solid big noon ACC matchup. College football last weekend was incredible. I think this weekend it's going to be even better, 
and I am loving every single second of it. And not only is college football on fire, the Pitt Panthers are right in the thick of it, Pam. Number 24 in the nation, but it's kind of BS. They're starting to rank teams that haven't even played games yet. Totally unfair. I count four Big Ten teams ahead of them. So technically, I would say Pitt's number 20 in my eyes. Well, I mean, Pitt Pitt can be the underdog. We can shock the world. No one believes in us. We have them right where we want them. We we beat a top 25 team and we move back spaces. I mean, we, we're not getting any respect. And I bet you that's exactly what Narduzzi is going to be putting on that bulletin board every yeah, week from now right. on out. So, honestly, this might be one of the best things that happened to this team. Get, get a little fire, a little spark, especially on the offensive side. Get those guys playing with some intensity. And OU lost. It wasn't even on pay-per-view, and they're still ranked ahead of us. It's whatever, whatever. You know, so was LSU. Yeah, but LSU dropped really significantly. Yeah, and that that they played a. They were not ready for the air raid. That's a whole other thing. We'll see the what LSU's really bringing it this week. I think there's a lot of teams that they're not uh, not going to be ready I for. As play, I've, as I've, they I, play Vanderbilt. I was going to say they play Vanderbilt and then Mizzou, don't they? Well, Vanderbilt gave Texas A&M all they could handle. Uh, and so, uh, you know, uh, Derek Mason, who I know you're a big fan of, um, you know, he, he had him ready to play. I, I, I said it, you know, a couple weeks ago, LSU, they're going to be lucky to have a winning record. Wow. And you, you might be right. I agree with you. I don't know. Coach O did not. His his team just looked lost out there. But, hey, we'll get to some more college football talk in a minute. Everyone's talking about college football and Pitt's spot among the elites and the undefeateds in college football. And it's all online. It's all sorts of different opinions. And we're going to go through some of the best, the highlights of the week on the Pitternet. Can you explain what Internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. From the Pittsburgh Panthers subreddit, Thugless Brown says, Honestly, I'm not too upset with this in reference to Pitt's spot in the AP poll. I'd rather see the team still feel like they have a lot to prove rather than being ranked in the top 20 and feeling like they could walk through their unranked games coming up. Pam, you kind of echoed what Thugless Brown said just now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a pretty pretty good pretty good comment by Thugless Brown there on the it, internet. It's it's that's that's accurate. Hey, we saw when Pitt got a lead against Louisville, they gave up a big run. If they get ranked too high against like an NC State, maybe they would, you know, I don't know, drop a game that they shouldn't. So Thugless Brown is on to something there, I think. More on the Pittsburgh Panthers subreddit. P-I-T-T, talking about Miami here, said, Legit, though. People are like, that offense is unstoppable. And I'm like, calm down. They literally haven't faced a single competent defense. And I'm like, Prince, what do you think? October 17th. That's 100% right. Uh, Florida State... Is just a you know a disaster right now. Um, it, I don't even know what to say that they're, they're that bad. And uh, this Louisville defense, you know, they don't leave much to be desired. And and you know, they didn't look tremendously impressive against Alabama, Birmingham. Um, there's a lot of talent on that team. Don't get it twisted at all. But. Uh, We'll, we'll see what, what they look like when they play a real, real defense, and that's actually uh, going to be coming up very soon. Two tough games for the Canes. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, they're playing the Clemson Tigers. <laughs> and then following that, the Pitt Panthers. Uh, so two, two, maybe the two best defenses in the entire country they're going to be going up against back-to-back. So we'll, uh, we'll see what they're made of. Yeah, we'll find out about the U real quick. All right, this one last one's from Panther Lair. And this is from Hail to Pit, talking about Heather Like saying that right now she's trying to get approval for 15% to 20% capacity of fans at football games. And Hail to Pit's response on Panther Lair to this was So back to normal already. Zing. 
Low blow, Pam? I feel like that's uh, that's the over overworked joke. I mean, everyone can say, oh, Pitt, Pitt's not going to have any fans. Oh, they're used to that. But, I mean, come on. Like, that's a... That's a I don't know. Not even a dad joke. Because some of the dad jokes are a little clever. This one, I mean, everyone... <laughs> Everyone knew this if, joke was out there. If you're typing zing on a internet comment, it's very lazy. You, you're even acknowledging how lazy you are. But uh, I'm hoping for 20% capacity. Just because if we're watching the game in your backyard, uh, the fans will drown out everything else. Uh, and we don't hear first down from the stadium less than a mile away. And it ruins what we're seeing on the TV because there's a damn delay. Yeah, you know, we don't want to have that. Uh, that's what we've been trying to talk as loud as we can and make as much noise. <laughs> or Vincent, I, I, Pam really should have, for the for all the listeners on the Twitter, should have taken the video of Vince. I should have pulled, my camera's damn broken. I should have done it. Vince watching the end of the game covering his ears so the stadium wouldn't spoil what was going on was mo- <laughs> yeah. hi- highlight of the, besides Moraga's catch to me, highlight of the game. <laughs> And uh, it was it was good to see. And uh, it's good that the, a lot of positive talk there, except for the cheap zing on the Pitternet. So kind of different week on the Pitternet. But what about around town, Vince? I was at the library earlier today and, uh, you know, we were whispering to each other. But some, I was wearing my pit mask that your, your mom made for me. And someone said, that's a nice mask. Undefeated, baby. And I said, yeah, I'd give you a high five. But there's plexiglass in between us. Can I recheck out my book? And he said, yeah, hell to pit. So that's what they're saying in the library. <laughs> what about around town? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of hype surrounding this team, but, but also a lot of skepticism. As always. Another Saturday coming and the Panthers are playing. Trying to find out what the answers are saying. Let me tell you something. If Pitt wins this week and they start 4-0, they're for real. They ain't done that since Three Rivers. 4-0? That don't mean nothing unless they beat Penn State, Notre Dame, and WVU. You know that. P- Pitt would beat all those teams, you jag off. You really, you're telling me this? You really think they could beat Blackledge, Montana, and Major Harris? Hell to Pitt. But the answers are saying. So that's what the Indians are saying. Uh, Pitt, we're going to find out, you know, if, you know, how, you know, for real this team could be uh, before you beat beat the big guys, you got to show that you could take care of the small guys. Uh, so we'll, we will find out this week. And there's a lot going on in the college football war- world, Alan. It's starting to finally feel like a, a good college football Saturday. You know, we got a couple, you know, SEC Titans going at it against each other. Oh, college football. You came back in full force last week, and Mike Leach ruined it for everybody. I am terrified if I'm any other team in college football of playing KJ Costello, Mike Leach, and an SEC air raid. That was scary, what went down at Tiger Stadium last week. I don't care what happens in Auburn and Georgia because neither of those teams can can beat that team. No way. No way in hell. <laughs> mesh, I, I, I mesh, don't know mesh, mesh all day long, just crossing routes all over the place. How the hell is that? I don't care what great athletes you got. You're not going to be able to stop that. You could say that, but, you know, in my opinion, and I've been saying this, LSU is extremely over, overrated. They lost so many good players. Uh, and on top of that, you know, what's what's been the one thing that's always stopped LSU from from you know, winning a national championship. It's been a good quarterback and good coaches, and they and they lost all that stuff. Uh, they just lost too much. They, you know, they, they had they had the greatest team last year, maybe of all time, uh, but this year they're they're just not at that level. Yeah, the uh, again to go back to my favorite publication, that Phil Steele magazine. They have a point system that that rates you know what you lose each season on the field, at least. Not even talking about coaches with highly touted players and big time drafted players, and they accumulate all these points. And the more points you have, the more more likely you are to not 
have as good of a record as the previous season. No team has accumulated as many offseason points as the LSU Tigers. They're way down there. OU goes down too, though, a big shocker last week, Pam. And that was seen by everybody, not just the people who forked out 70 bucks on pay-per-view. K-State does it again. Yeah, K-State um, playing the spoiler again against OU. Um, it looks like OU's defense again is just terrible. I mean, I thought some of the big, these Big 12 defenses were improving, but uh, not, not. not and OU's. I'll and I got right to give it up to you too, Pam. I think the Rattler is just not ready for primetime. He is not on the level of yeah. someone like your Bo Nix, who is much better. I, I don't think he's ready. I'm not saying he's not going to get there, but I just uh, – there were some uh, questionable decisions in that game. Oh, I, I heard from a source this week that Oklahoma is is already bringing in uh, next year's quarterback to replace uh, the Rattler. Oh, and wow. That, that, that he, he is essentially going to be a one-year starter. That, that was some of the information I heard over the weekend. How good would it have been better, though, if Texas would have ended up losing that game, too, last week? Because then the, the, they're in the driver's seat. I think they're going to they should be able to coast now to a Big 12 title. Well, well they're going to have the uh, the the Red River showdown. Uh, I believe that's next week. So um, we'll, we'll find out. That's a, a do or die game for the Sooners. Yeah, there's a there's already intrigue in the Big 12. The SEC is back in full effect. Uh, I mean, the A&M in Alabama, I feel like this is not – everybody wants this to be a close game and wants to have memories <laughs> of Johnny Manziel dancing in their heads, but this is going to be a blowout. Come on. Yeah. Texas A&M did not look good against Vanderbilt, and Alabama looked look, – they, they look, they're looking like, like the old Alabama. Maybe and 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 even angrier Alabama than what they have been. Uh, they, they 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 got a lot of firepower on that team. The thing is, though, I don't think anger will help you whenever you end up playing Mississippi State. You can't play against that team angry. You, you really you might even need to take so you need to kneel the ball down a little bit. You really need to squeeze some damn clock. Would they throw like ninety times in that game? Oh, that was that was scary college football watching them. And uh, I can't believe Pitt leapfrogged the Raging Cajuns too, Pam. Uh, they're out of the top 25, even though they're still chugging along undefeated. SEC coming back last week squeezed out all those uh, all those group of five teams from from the national recognition. We don't have to really care about watching. Uh, I don't know, like Troy play anymore. Well, Troy's, <laughs> Troy's game's postponed this week, so we don't oh, have good. to care okay. about Troy at all this week. Their game uh, is postponed for COVID this uh, upcoming here. What about Rice? I Do I have to care about group of five teams? Should I should I care about Rice playing or I don't know, like UAB yeah. or these? Th- okay, good. There, I'll, I'll probably no, still have should, them on. But you should care about raging Cajuns, Upstate Marshall, schools like that. It's good Cincinnati. to see that. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. There's a big SMU Memphis game supposedly scheduled for this week. Uh, Memphis, have they played? They I don't had think a they've, lot of I don't think they've issues. played yet. Uh, I'll, I'll try to tune into that game. Um, but, you know, in the late window, I'm definitely going to be watching this Auburn-Georgia game. Um, Pam, I already know that you're, you're picking Auburn to win because of Bo Nix. I am. Not because, <laughs> not just because of Bo Nix. I'm I, – JT Daniels is going to be cleared to play for is this he going game. Is uh, you know, Kurt, you know, coaches, they're not giving anything up. It sounds like he's going to start. But they Georgia had some quarterback issues in their first game against Arkansas. Redshirt freshman Dewan Mathis started, um, and he did a, not great. And then they pulled him, and uh, the backup started. Stetson Bennett came in yeah. in the second quarter. I mean, Arkansas Wait. is not very good here, but is he related to Colt Bennett? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like a good name. Rooster. Be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he learned how to play football on the ranch. That's for damn sure. Um, but Stetson Bennett here. I mean, he he. Uh, I think JT Daniels is going to play. It sounds like he's going to play, but um, Georgia's quarterback picture this week didn't get any clear. But if JT Daniels comes in, um, 
he got hurt last year, and so we'll see. But I think Auburn, it might be the more complete team. But that's yeah. really the reason they're getting I don't care six for and Auburn. a half is a little, little, little troublesome. But Georgia's defense is still I pretty know. good, and Georgia itself is very good. I'm a big fan of the Bulldogs here, but I, I, I like Auburn. Maybe, maybe because I like uh, Bo Nix. Maybe I, that's I think why. that's. I think that's why. I, I don't care for Auburn at all. I don't I think either. Auburn's but, defense is as good as in years past. No, it's not. But I think then But they got go- Bo Nix. Well, they're going against Georgia. It's going to be like good versus bad. So you got Auburn's weakness might be their defense compared to Georgia's um de- weakness yeah. which is their offense. So yeah. But but whenever Bo Nix has the ball, it's going to be good on good. They only put up 37 against Arkansas, a historically bad SEC team. Georgia last well, week. And they, Arkansas, yeah, they really didn't do well. Arkansas is probably the worst team in the SEC this year. Um, and is it even close? Maybe Vanderbilt. No, I think Vanderbilt's no. probably better. But uh, Arkansas is the worst. They they got a lot. Arkansas is like through. 1990s Vanderbilt bad this year. They're <laughs> they're really bad. That's, that's probably that's probably true. But. Uh, Georgia seems like they were just working some things out, and they'll be. Uh, um, I, I expect them to play better. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I expect them to play better than they did last week. I'm a Bo Nix believer. I'm going Auburn uh, yeah. for the for the victory. I'm going Alabama for the victory. You know what else I'm going to be watching? I have on the small on the smaller screen the other big noon on ABC, Baylor and WVU. Uh, just to watch, <laughs> oh, I just want to watch. Just want to watch Dave Aranda's team out there i want to see dave aranda coach covered the guy at lsu for a while this is his first real big game against the mountaineers be rooting hard for the baylor bears pam i know you don't want to hear that but it is wvu yeah it is wvu but uh i don't like either of these teams can the game end in like a tie or a cancellation not for covid reasons just because both teams i don't like this is not the nfl no no ties Charlie Brewer should go out there and I think dominate West Virginia though. So that's probably what's going to happen. And we're going to have a a big college football weekend. I don't know if we're going to be hearing about any big upsets like we did last week or any, but I think we'll, we'll be hearing about some quarterbacks that threw for six touchdowns, Vince, definitely some of that. Uh, But may, I don't know. I hope last week didn't spoil us because that was amazing. That was big upsets, big games. We'll see this weekend though. Yeah, we will see. Uh, I'm excited about it, but not as excited as, as I am for for this big noon kickoff on the ACC network. North Carolina State uh, uh, coming to play the Pitt Panthers. Uh, this is is it's just a massive game. So let me ask you, what is your prediction for the game? I I think this team. I think Coach has this team focused. I, I really do. I, th- I think he has them focused. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anybody will ever be satisfied, you know, with how they, with how they play, but I think this team's going to win. I think, I think Pitt's going to come out and beat them, beat them pretty good. I'm going to say, say it'll be 31 to 10. 31 to 10. Uh, If that happens, I'm, I'm going to be doing a cartwheel. Not a backflip, but I'll do a cartwheel because I don't think Pitt would have punted a whole lot and kicked a whole lot. I just don't want to see the kickers at all this game. That's just all I want. I don't want to see Kessman out there, even though he did well, Pam. I don't want to see Chris Dulu. I want to see domination, but I don't know if that's going to happen this week. I've got a more conservative 26-18 to 18 victory happening oh my for the goodness. Panthers. I'm going to go – that is a little more conservative. That's very concerning if the score is that close. That, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to go 38-21. And I think um, the Pitt Panthers defense may score and get in the end zone here. You think they're going to give up 20 point, 21 points to NC State? Yeah, I think at the end they'll get some garbage time. I think Pitt will have this one pretty pretty in hand, though. Do you think it'll be a mercy rule situation? No, I don't think we'll ever see that again. <laughs> Yeah, just I, I because don't, I don't know if we'll ever do, they'll ever allow that to happen. 
Yeah, who knows? They might just go to an all-ACC only uh, schedule in the future if Nick Saban has his way with all of college football. Let's, I'm kind of <laughs> hoping that's the case. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think defensively, I have them scoring under 20 points, Vince. I'm, I'm there. It's just the, the, we haven't seen the explosivity yet from the offense. And the defense, I think, is going to maybe score in this game. I definitely think we're going to see a defensive or special team score and probably a big play from someone like Paris Ford. I really do believe that. This is kind of a game tailor-made for a a veteran leader to really make their mark on the season in this one. I think this this is what we're going to see uh, in this game. And hopefully Kenny Pickett, Pickett's one of those guys, but I'm kind of leaning towards maybe some miscommunications somehow. I don't know if it's because of the injuries on the offensive line. Play calling might be an issue. I don't know. Did, did you notice any running to the sidelines, Pam, last week? I didn't. I was. I I noticed a few. Yeah. I mean, I do think the camera being in person, you can see of it more. But uh, I saw more of it against Syracuse, but definitely a few last time. But I think this is going to be the game. The pit offense breaks out a little bit here. Thirty. Yeah. Thirty-eight twenty. If, if not, if not now, when are they going? Exactly. To? Yeah. I mean, this might be the other than Austin PA, but this might be the worst defense or the worst team i guess overall i know they have I, I a few know. guys on defense but I, maybe boston i don't know we'll see say, it's still early. boston college seems to be a mystery um yeah georgia tech still not good for florida state definitely not yeah good. maybe florida state um, yes yeah, so. i know uh nc state has some guys on that side of the ball but well I, I'm going to be a confident pit person this week, which I know there's very few and far between of us, but NC States just, just rubbing their hands together right now. They think they got us right where they want us. Yeah. This, this could be uh the proverbial trap game. If you're starting three and oh, you're looking at four and oh for the first time in what? 20 years, Pam, you said, my goodness, yep, 20 years, 20 year drought of, of four and oh starts. The the confidence I think is slowly creeping into the the pan the Panther fans the Panthers are feeling it but I think after this one is when they'll really get going and that hype for October seventeenth is really going to start I think hitting everybody real hard. How do you like me now? But there's business to take care of before then for sure. Anything left, uh, Pam? I think we we thoroughly previewed this game. I cannot wait. For another college football weekend. Nope, just hail to pit. Hail to pit. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Follow us at H2P Show. We will be active all weekend. Let's kick some wolf pack butt. And we'll see you next week right here on the Hail to Pit Podcast. Hail to pit, everybody. Hail to pit.